Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. It's the week of April 15th, 2021. This is episode 229, and I'm your host, Chris Randazzo. Tonight, joining me as always is, unsurprising renewal, Karen Randazzo. This is some bullshit. Successful Kickstarter, Angie Fernot. Levity. And gravelly Batman, Evan Goldstein. Choward. <laughs> Tonight, the planet is tasked with bringing back MST3K again, again. We get a glimpse into the new Wonder Years. Raylan Givens threatens to delight our TV screens once again and more. But first, how's it going, guys? Violets. <laughs> violets. Hey, listeners, do you know what violets are? Not the flower, but the candy that's Chowards. based on the flower? Because I'm convinced it's made by Chowards, and Evan's trying to tell me it's made by C. Howards, but... That's not nearly as fun. Also known as the devil. Mm. It's the devil. I'm telling mm. you guys. I have to so be in the same room. Delicious. Oh, my God. These candies. Stop breathing in my direction. This is my nightmare. <laughs> this week is what hell week. feels like. Karen and I are on the other end of this call. And, like, there just comes a point before the show where Evan rips into these violet things. And Angie just starts... Just, just dry heaving. <laughs> See, this is the and, best part about it: is that every once in a while, Angie and I will be out and about. We'll hit like Michaels and and other stores, but in the complex where the Michaels is, is this weird store that sells really expensive, like furniture and foods from all around the world. And it's called World Market for those of you who are go. civilized. The only reason I go into that market. building is because they sell violets in there and she knows this for a fact the last time i was you know just driving nowhere near michael's i'm like oh we're gonna go someplace specific she goes where i go i'm not telling and then we pull around it, it gotta go all the way behind the, the complex or whatnot and she, she got into eyesight she goes shit you're going to get violets aren't you yeah yep. yeah it was a great so day as this keeps going on i'm constantly wondering what the hell these things are because what could candy what candies called violets could possibly be this this foul and or wonderful, right? Because Evan loves them. Angie wants to die. So Ugh. I started trying to figure these things out. And uh, I am i don't know that I'm any more enlightened now than I was before. But. Well, okay. So here, maybe I can help you. Have you ever had jasmine tea? No. Okay. Well, the, all right. That's the closest Sorry. thing that I can suggest is try drinking jasmine tea. It's like putting a flower in your mouth. No. It's... Not great for some people. Have you gone people. to your garden and just started licking things? Seriously. You know what? The schnozberries <laughs> take like schnozberries. See, you know what's weird is that every time she brings a cup of hot liquid into this into this room, it <laughs> smells like tree. So I don't know why she's got any legs to stand on. She drinks liquid bark. Because people like the smell of nature, honey. That is chemical bullshit that is meant to replicate the smell and or taste of a flower. And then when you put it in your mouth, it is just agony i have tried them <laughs> listeners i have tried them they disgust me and they should disgust you <laughs> this will be the oh end of God. our relationship it, it'll be the violets versus tea God. debacle 
violence. The wedding's going to be amazing. Your bouquet is going to be nothing but violets. What? <laughs> oh my God, honey. You know how they do those little almonds in the, the net bags on each table? so much. Chris, Everyone's getting a bag of violets. You ruined my marriage before it Thank even you, started. Chris. I love you. <laughs> she's she's not going to like leave you at the altar per se because she is going to show up just to beat you up. <laughs> throw violets at me. Throw the little baggies at me. She's going to show up, marry you, and immediately divorce you. Something. <laughs> oh. oh, good times. Uh, so, uh, yeah, good times. What you, yeah. you guys been Something. up to? Huh? Anything it's time. Besides, you know, violets. Uh, <laughs> the end of an era. Don't, uh, don't let violets lead to violence. Oh, oh God. The that the was pants. wonderful. That almost made it worth it. <laughs> If I wasn't extremely <laughs> nauseous from the smell right now, I would probably <laughs> laugh. And if I wasn't super backed up with commissions, I'd probably stitch it. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> a good problem to have. So I'm actually going to, I'll start because I can incorporate Dan into this. Dan, your lovely <laughs> co-host. And hopefully the more you talk, the less you can fit in your mouth. Um, so <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Wow. Wow, honey. Love wow. you. Apparently. So the other day, uh, Dan reached out to me and he's like, hey, can you get the show The Repair Shop? Tiff and I want to watch it, or Tiff wants it. I said, I'll take a look. I was at work, so I couldn't see it. So I did my research. There is 150 episodes of this. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a BBC show. It is European. Um, and my dad watches this show. It's, it, it, okay, this show so is super cool. It's mm -hmm. great. It's yeah. 22, 22, 25 minutes. But after the first episode that I watched, I immediately responded to him saying, fuck you and fuck this show because I should not be crying at the end of a, hey, we took this old thing and made it better show. <laughs> because every story is, this was my mother's clock and it means so much to me. Thank you for making it so, tears are streaming down my eyes because <laughs> of this, this, yeah. Too much emotion for 22 minutes okay i just wanted to forget what i was watching and i can't so now i have 140 episodes of the show that i have to watch and find out you know all of the things that they this group of wonderful human beings will fix for these sad humans it's actually really good i enjoyed it hey, quite a bit i watched a little bit of my my uh, parents house when my dad was watching it and uh it's like yeah i could see myself watching this I mean, not gonna, but I guess see myself doing it. And it's like it's it's sort of like the cake shows and all of it's not it's a, not a contest, but it takes they they it is a, a a workshop that has five or six different tradespeople in it. Uh, you know, woodworkers and one guy's specialty is clocks. One oddly, there's one guy that specialized in accordions, <laughs> which was weird. <laughs> I thought maybe musical instruments, but no accordions specifically um and then these people rando people come into their shop and say hey this is the story behind this particular thing can you fix it or can you make it what it once was and the first one was this clock and this woman is talking about it and it was her father's clock and he not only was it her father's clock he made the clock before he lost his sight 
and and it oh, and then he man. died and then the clock stopped working and like they are really laying it on thick and she's like all i want to do is hear sound was so important to him all i want to do is hear that chime again and i can't explain it it was like and i was like this is i know where this is gonna go and they made the clock beautiful and it played the song beautifully and I was I was tore up. Evan was, was feeling was his a feelings mess at the end of this episode. It was beautifully done. So, I'm assuming that it's going to be that way throughout the entirety of this the show. They're going to find a lot of beautifully made things that have just lost their luster, and they're going to you know bring the stuff back. There was furniture, and it's it's a really well done show. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed what I saw of it. I, I just thought it was fascinating watching them restore these things, mm-hmm. like the attention to detail and how they figure out, like, well, this is what this was originally supposed to look like, so now we're going to make it look like that. And yeah. It, it's it, a talent I don't have, but greatly appreciate. Absolutely. The, the, in the, I watched two episodes, in, or at least two. Uh, the clockmaker worked on two different clocks in both episodes, and he's explaining, like, there's, like, 400 or 350 different parts to a specific clock and they're all tiny little cogs and springs and whatnot and he takes everything apart and he puts it in this bath and he washes it all and i'm talking washers like half the size of a dime and it's just in this bath and he's scrubbing and everything came out everything went back to he didn't lose anything i'm like how does how do you know how do you learn how to do that (laughs) so tiny such detailed work and it was it was actually amazing to see some of the stuff that they had repaired it and and refinished it was great really well done nice i also like seeing your excitement over because as you were watching you'd be like this is so cool i was like you're a dork i love this <laughs> well I, I like this stuff so mm-hmm. um i've been watching suburgatory i've caught up on um <clears throat> what was it with the, the man the last man standing so i'm caught up with that so i had to find something else so i started watching suburgatory which have you guys heard or seen this show heard, of, heard it. of it so it's it's uh, i don't can't remember the woman's real name but it's, it's zoe so zoe from zoe's extraordinary playlist mm-hmm. so her when she was younger it the show is about her and her father moving from manhattan it's her from about 10 minutes before she made zoe it, it's i you would <laughs> it looks like it but it is years before that um and it's just you know little sitcom stuff about living in this ridiculous world that is uh this chatswin i think is chatswin is the name of the town i don't know but um it's <laughs> so i first off i started watching it because of zoe because of what i'm trying to look up her name right now because i'm blanking on it it is jane levy or levy and as i'm i started watching it it's i had watched it before but then remembered um wash is in it alan tudyk alan tudyk is in a show and he is by far my favorite part of this show he is the <coughs> crazy neighbor who was best friends with the father figure in in this and like every time he shows up on screen the man is a national goddamn treasure like he should be in every television show alan tudyk america's hero should be Even i mean he's, he's a so so underappreciated but so yeah. he's such a good actor but yeah, that's 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 my you know twenty minute show that I'm watching you know before I start getting ready for work and just the time filler. So, have you have you watched anything, hun? Yeah, Outside I actually of the stuff that we 
forced in today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we well, we made an effort to watch a f- watch 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 a few things today. Uh, but I guess we'll get to that in a second. And then independently, I've actually been watching Castlevania, the Netflix animated series. Hey. Yeah, I had started it at one point and I realized like I never finished it and I thought it would be cool to give it a try. How could you not finish it? It's like 15 minutes long. <laughs> because it's me. And because when I was watching it, they were still like, I think I it was when they released the first season and it was only that first four episodes. And then I just never picked it up again. Hmm. So I was like, all right, well, you know, it's uh, long overdue. Let's give it a shot. And uh, I'm glad that I did because I love the animation style. The storytelling is really cool. Uh, There's just a lot of really neat. I mean, of course, I'm going to get into the art of it. Uh, Just a lot of really cool, like, visual effects. And I did not realize that it starts with, like, a love story for Dracula. Uh, I don't I wanted to ask you about, like, the history of the games because I didn't remember there ever being a very in-depth plot, but I don't know much about them. <clears throat> yes, there is a there is a lot of plot in Castlevania. It didn't start that way because uh, it was <clears throat> the first Castlevania was basically a play on monster movie, like Universal Monsters. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be. It was a kind of a joke, um, but it was really good. So uh, it, people just kind of stuck with it. And by Castlevania two, it uh, started to build this lore. But then. So like you had Castlevania, you're like you're Simon Belmont. You do with a whip. You're beating up the monsters. Then you got Castlevania too. Oh, and I got to you know someone's trying to resurrect. Oh, I got to resurrect Dracula to kill him again because he cursed me before he died. Okay, that's that's some video game nonsense. Let's do it. <laughs> then Castlevania three happened, and Castlevania Adventure happened, and that's when the lore started going crazy because Castlevania three. You were playing as Trevor Belmont. He looked just like Simon because it was a Nintendo game, but Trevor Belmont was like <laughs> Simon's grandfather or something. And then in the Game Boy one, you were playing as Christopher Belmont. Like, okay, who's that? Well, he's like Trevor's great granddad or something like that. And then it just it just got nuts. By the last Castlevania game they made, you were playing as Soma Cruz in like the year. <laughs> 2140 who is the reincarnated soul of dracula in a teenager who goes to high school that all these people are trying to kill him so that they can take his soul and resurrect dracula but you're like this good dude who's like well i have all the powers of dracula and i'm gonna kill all these bad guys so the castlevania can never come back again it's freaking bananas (laughs) yep okay sounds about as cohesive as i remember so uh gonna stand by that not really a story thing uh Or maybe it's just too uh, much story. The the show does a little bit better of a job, kind of like, we're just going to tell this story (laughs) and uh, and be done with that. And and it's it's cool. It's expanding on a lot of the existing lore and existing characters because they've been been like, uh, you know, manga adaptations and stuff over the years uh, and, you know, tons and tons of variations of the games over the years. So it's it's a thing. Castlevania's got lore. (laughs) I didn't realize they had also done like all the manga stuff too. Okay, so yeah, being way out of the loop. Uh, yeah, it's it's been really cool so far. I've only watched the first two episodes because I finished a giant commission that I've been working on for the last few months and like finally have a little bit of time to breathe. So uh, yeah, I took I took the time to start that and start watching it. Uh, I'm also watching. What's the dumbest television? I don't even know. If it, I'm just going to say it. So I'm, I found a show on Netflix called Living Mortgage Free. <laughs> and it is a UK-based Living show. Living Mortgage Free, the Dean DeFalco story. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, 
I've been like that in but inside much. baseball for you folks. <laughs> Care to elaborate on that, Chris? No, no, not. Okay. Dean's not here to defend himself. Anyway, <laughs> okay, we, let's do it. we love you, Dean, but not really. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Damn. So listen, I'm just cold. playing off of what well, you I said. Love Dean. All right, I, I enjoyed Dean and his company, but you know, you were throwing some shade. I'm just giving it back. I don't know. All right. So, anywho, watching this show, uh, the British Dean DeFalco story, and <laughs> it's very cool for me because uh, I just like this kind of stuff. It's about ambitious people with like DIY projects and being crafty with money and figuring out ways to do exactly that, live mortgage free. And uh, I don't know, I guess for me, like, you know, we've, we've hit this point in our lives now where we're getting married and I'm thinking about what we want for our future and how it's like impossible to own a home in America now. Um, and what she came up with is living mortgage free. And then, Europe. yeah, I just found this show and I was like, this is definitely something we can't do. Let's watch this. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, I just liked it because there's like people, you know, it's happening overseas. So there's like people who live in houseboats and like just weird shit. That's, that's the one I walked in on and I was shocked that the boat was floating because that's yeah. how bad this place looked. And I'm like, no wonder she's living mortgage free. That's just living on a barge. It's a garbage barge. <laughs> so Yeah, but that's what they do. Like, <gasps> excuse me. Oh, sorry. That's um, real. That's that's real. Okay. Anyhow, sorry. <laughs> did a, a, a pixie just float in here and give the most adorable yawn on the planet? What the hell is that? <laughs> I try so hard not to do this on... <laughs> Sorry. So on her on her Twitch stream, every time she yawns, there's a a, a thing that someone will type. And there's it a yawn actually, counter. There's a yawn counter. For every time. Yeah, she, I yawn a lot. I I do such a good job most of the time of keeping quiet when I feel like it's gonna happen. This one just snook right up on me. Because the microphone's attached to your face, you I can't know, get away I can't, from it. I really can't. And I if it hurts to like suppress the yawn, and if I'm mid sentence, anywho. All right, so moving on. Yeah, I don't know. People build shit on boats and it's cheap. The end. <laughs> Excellent synopsis. Mm -hmm. Thank well you. Done. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. We watched other stuff, but that's all. Well, I'm, I, we, I'm we powered through three things today um, yeah. just because one was a show called Rebel um, featuring, oh, what is her name? Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. Who plays Peggy Bundy? Oh. Katie um, Seagal. Katie yeah. Seagal. Very good. Um, show is mediocre at best. Really not good writing. It's sort of like an Aaron Brockovich story. <clears throat> you know, tough broad, taking down the big corporations legally kind of thing. But, like, nothing about this show made me want to watch the second. Like, it was meh. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't catch me. There were some moments where I was like, oh, cool. But it just seemed like... It just felt like they were doing tropes. Like, here's the badass woman trope. Here's, like... I'm strong, but I'm not a good mother, but I care a lot about people and I'm a good person. And I just, I don't know, like it was all these different things that I've kind of already seen before. And since I started doing this podcast, I guess all of a sudden I actually give a shit about television <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, it's amazing. The things that I will get selective about now, including this, where I just, I felt like the plot was too generic the characters and the storytelling were not really unique and 
it just didn't grab me. It just felt like a formula I'd seen before. And I was really disappointed that I didn't like it more because I wanted to so badly. But yeah, it just didn't, it didn't get me. Um, but on the other hand, what a show that we both watched and both enjoyed was The Nevers. Yeah, didn't see that coming. <laughs> so have you guys Please heard explain. about- Please explain. Okay, so The Nevers is a period piece. It takes place, I wanna say, in the late 1800s. And uh, yes, 1886, Victorian London is rocked to its foundations by a supernatural event which gives certain people, mostly women, abnormal, abnormal abilities. So what it is is sort of like to, to it's like the beginnings of the X-Men kind of thing where the these two women are going around gathering up or protecting these other women who have been have gained some sort of supernatural power. Um, one of the, the, the two leads are one of them can sort of see into the future kind of thing. She gets like visions of the future. Like the, so far, it's been like the immediate future, like four minutes from now or four hours from now. It's not like the lotto. Um, and another woman can see the path of electricity. So she's like really good at inventing things. And, and it's the fact that it's a period piece shows. It's, a, it's not quite a period piece. It's definitely a little bit fantasy forward. Oh, just an FYI. But every, it's, it's set in Victorian London. So like <clears throat> they're, yeah. the horse and carriage. And all of a sudden that horse and carriage turns into a car that she designed and to get away from the, the bad guys who are, of course, trying to gather up these women who have, uh, they're, they're called the afflicted. And at the on the other side of that coin is these women trying to bring them to a safe space that they have this orphanage. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was like a unique comic booky kind of story. Um, acting was really well done. I am curious as to see where it goes. Um, and when I started it, I knew where this comes I, I knew about the show before sitting down to watch it and I asked Ange before we started like do you have have you heard anything about this she says no I went, all right I'm not going to say anything we're going to watch it because I know who made this and if I was to tell you it may slant how you see things and we made it through and she's as she said she we enjoyed it and then at the very end it shows written directed starred videotaped about it was all by Joss Whedon and I didn't want to say that out of the gate because I didn't want that to taint the experience. To taint the experience because I heard such good things about this show, and then all of the stuff that's coming out in the news about Joss, I didn't want. I wanted to get a a, a just a blind eye to it so that you could see for what the actual show is, not who made it. And yeah, I mean, the first words out of my mouth after he told me that Joss was a part of the show, I, I like, I saw his name <laughs> on the, t- on the yeah. screen. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, because I just, I did, I really enjoyed it, and I thought that the characters were interesting and, and well-written, and the diversity of the cast was really cool, and the action was fun, and I found the story engaging, and I wanted to know more, and, like, yeah, I definitely, I definitely was taken to a place that I when I came back from t- from this journey, did not expect to be uh, looking at Joss's name on the screen, and it was... Uh, but if you step back for a half a second, it was two strong female leads, a myth, a fantastical situation, whether it be um, this is technically aliens, I guess. Is, yeah, I think is so. Situational, but it's 
it, like when you put all the pieces out there and you lay them out, you go, yeah, I could see this is this is a Joss Whedon joint. I get it. It makes sense because the stuff that he has done has it fits this mold. So it's unfortunate that's what's going on in the in, in the world right now with him and the news and all that stuff. But this show is actually really good and well yeah. worth the watch. And I'd, I'd like to point out that it seems as though the creative team does involve people other than just Joss. So it's worth like, you know, if you're kind of doing the cancel culture thing and you don't really want to support anything Joss Whedon is a part of, maybe just consider looking into it for the people that worked on it who aren't him. But, you know, do you. So, uh, what else? Anything else? Yeah, we watched, uh, we're caught up on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. We just finished watching mm-hmm. it. Yeah, did you guys catch up on that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, I feel so bad for that guy because apparently the new cap is getting death threats because, you know, the comic community Yeah, because people are idiots. <laughs> Wait, the actor? Yes. Yeah, the Get actor. The people are out. hating on the actor. Just like they did with the Joffrey on Game of Thrones. Like, Yeah, but that people kid just... deserved it. He was horrible. <laughs> like, as a real human. I... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Don't encourage. People can't separate fantasy from reality and they're morons. But uh yeah, no, that guy's doing Wyatt Russell, he's 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 uh, he's doing a very good job of being an extremely hateable white guy. Yep. Yep. I there I, there was oh, at the very end there was that iconic scene of I don't know if we want to spoil it, but he's just standing there and the mm-hmm. camera is way low and they really need to avoid that upward angle at him. Because his brow is so juddy, outy. It's so far away Pronounced. from his head. It makes it look so bad. It looks so uncut. But when you see him straight He's on. He's such a weird looking dude, man. Yeah. He looks when like you, a totally different person from all these different angles. Exactly. <laughs> like straight on. He looks great as Cap. He's got the, the mask and it's fine. Not 100% on the stubble, but that's fine. Not my Cap. Every, uh, no. Every time Sorry. I see a no. real picture of Not him now, his beard is humongous. <laughs> he is a grizzly grizzly man right now yeah there's a current trailer out for the show mm-hmm. um like uh, in like ads and whatnot and it's got one small scene from the next episode where like they're going to confront him because he you know yeah he, he, he did that thing and then he's he's like you don't want to do this and bucky's like yeah we do yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah we do <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> it was more like uh the fuck we don't <laughs> that the fight scenes in like okay so most of the episodes have had phenomenal fight scenes in them but the scene in the hotel room like that was mind wobbling (laughs) I'm sorry I'm trying not to laugh it was so good (laughs) I like how Zemo just pieces out that's what we were thinking too he he was drinking something with his pinky out at one point and then slowly like backs away into the bushes (laughs) like he was out (laughs) I got this hole in the bathroom over there I'm gonna use it Angela at one point in time yelled at the screen saying you're Captain America you should be able to get out of that when the the spear was through the table I was like you're a freaking super soldier and that's a wooden table come on he hadn't super soldier yet though yeah he didn't have a super serum yet it's it's a stick and a piece of wood I thought the whole point was that they made him a super soldier like Chris Evans or like he was just a normie he's a normie well, he took the super soldier serum at the end of the episode. Yeah, there yeah, was no because super. I thought there, they officially, were gonna... there is no super soldier serum. It's just was invented by that guy. And uh, I that thought they Madripoor? synthesized from no. his blood, and that's how from no, Steve Rogers' they, blood. They and then... tried with the 
black guy's blood. That's that whole story arc, that, that whole part where he was really mad about all the crap that he had gone through. Yeah. Then it failed, but um, it was Hydra picked it up again. They started working on it. That guy, the scientist that was that started making the breakthroughs, blipped. So he was gone for five years, and everybody gave up on it. And then when he blipped back, he started up again and, and perfected it. That yeah, those, they like, made a hand. He made a bunch of them, and then the terrorists got a, you know their hands on them, and then uh, a couple of them took it. And then uh, when uh, Zemo destroyed all of it, then uh, you know. What do they call a uh, craft in America? That's what they call him on the Nerdist. Uh, he picked up one of the vials. Yeah. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then I, what's his name got killed. And then he took the serum to even the odds. And that's why at the end of the episode, he was busting through doors and he threw the shield into the wall and stuff. Like he was not super soldier yet. He even said that like a couple of times, like how pissed he was that he wasn't a super soldier. Like I thought that they like, I thought he wasn't, I thought he was enhanced, but not as enhanced. I didn't realize there was nothing. No, nope, he was just a yeah, really nothing at all. No, he's, he's just, just a natural like a warrior. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I get for working when I watch things. <laughs> so, well, yeah. anyway, that show's great. And Zemo's been a true delight in this show. Really great, like, great villaining right there. It's uh, very good. Very much enjoying this show. My review is John Walker ain't shit and I can't wait to see him get his ass kicked. <laughs> Karen, you were a little vague there. <laughs> I mean, me everyone knows my stance you. on Captain America and Chris Evans. True, it's true, it's true. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Karen, I did, hold what on, else have you been watching? Question, um, the scene where Bucky lost his arm, did you all have the same reaction that I did? Like, oh, like, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> She did that Vulcan thing, and all of a sudden his arm fell off. It was more of a, like, whoa, for me. I was like, shit, I didn't know that could happen. <laughs> the look on his face, he was so sad. All right, sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, I didn't watch a lot of anything with outside of what you and I have done together, dear, because um, I had the kids on spring break last week, um, so I'm exhausted. Adventures. Uh, I took them to my mother's house for a couple of days, and so I did watch one thing with her that I never would have really, never would have occurred to me to watch. Um, it was a mini documentary series on Netflix called Pretend It's a City. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's, <laughs> have you guys heard of Fran Lebowitz? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it is a documentary slash biography type series about her. And it's basically just her complaining about things. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. The <laughs> so like the title of the show, Pretend It's a City, comes from her advice to New York tourists, which she gives in like the opening part of the first episode which is like she can't stand it when she's walking through new york and tourists stop in the middle of the sidewalk to look at a map or take a selfie or whatever ask for directions she she just wants to look at them and go pretend it's a city like <laughs> pretend people live here and have to work here and have to get around and not like that it's just here for your you know entertainment or whatever on your vacation pretend it's a city um <laughs> I will say that all of her takes are very, you know, witty. Um, some are very um, boomery, like she doesn't like 
cell phones. <laughs> I mean, she's my mother's age, so uh, I looked at, I looked her up on Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, she and my mom were born in the same year. Um, and so, like, some things are very just like, nope, I'm 70, and this is, like, how I am, and this is what I don't like, and you damn kids and your music. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> and other, other others, things that that are more like deeper <clears throat> observations or more I felt resonated better with me. Um, and it did make me miss New York a lot because um, we, we used to live up there and we lived li- we lived near New York for a long time and spent a lot of time in it and I worked there and Chris lived there. And uh, it it did make me miss the city and all the wonderful and terrible things about it. Um, but I don't know that I'll keep watching it because it is, it's kind of like, it's not the most like fun, light, entertaining thing. It's just like a bunch of witty, wry kind of dark, I don't know. I, I wouldn't call it a happy or hopeful show. It's just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> eh, the world sucks. And this is all, this, these are all the terrible things and I'm right. And everyone is, I don't know. <laughs> so then we followed that up with some Great British Baking Show because my mom had never seen that. And she was like, you watch this all the time. I want to see what it's all about. And of course, my mom's on keto. So she was like, is this going to make me want to eat a lot of baked goods? I'm like, it's the Great British Baking Show. Like they spend an hour baking a bunch of cakes or a bunch of cookies or a bunch of pies. Like, yes, it's going to make you want to eat those things. And then she watched it anyway. So I don't know. <laughs> How does she feel and about it? She's not it? on keto anymore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's on keto and she looks great. Um, Good for her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, outside of that, it just basically what Chris and I have been watching with the kids, which is more Justice League and a shit ton of My Little Pony. Okay. Like, but the same fucking three episodes of My Little Pony. Quality <laughs> until I television. Stab my eyes out. <laughs> The Justice League has been going strong, going good. Nice. Um, Ellie is now like, she's very hardcore into Wonder Woman and we got her a Wonder Woman backpack for school and she's freaking out about it. Yes. It came with a little like um, wrist cuffs and a lasso. And she's like, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> that's so precious. It's really adorable. I'm like. I'm, you know, I'm looking at Target's website and I'm like, there's a lot of rainbow and a lot of unicorn and a lot of pink, but like, what if I just show her the Wonder Woman one and don't show her anything else? And she picked it and I was like, yes. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Takeaway choices, get what you want. Yes. <laughs> hey, do you like this thing? I do. Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you like this thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Come on. <sighs> So, Chris, what about you? Anything? Well, uh, I finished... I talked about this a bunch on Stone Age Gamer, so if you also listen to that show, then sorry for the duplication. I finished watching the Playing With Power documentary series on Crackle. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... Uh, I, I still definitely... I like the beginning more than I like the end of it. Uh, it definitely maintained a, a degree of quality throughout... It was really, really interesting in the early stuff, and as I guess the games industry became more complicated, they didn't do a very good job of, I guess, handling telling that story, where they left some very 
they were definitely painting a narrative and okay. it didn't necessarily jive with reality always uh it 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 did a pretty good job but it like for example there was a nintendo always had these two different markets they had their home console market and their handheld market and they released the wii u which did not fare very well and at the same time they released the 3ds which initially didn't fare very well and then in a rather remarkable move that no american company would ever do um they they slashed the price of the system and the president of the company and most of the higher-ups took giant pay cuts to cover the losses and they turned it around and made the 3ds one of the most successful systems ever um okay they didn't mention that at all um they in fact didn't even mention satoru satori wada too much who was the guy who was the president of the company throughout their industry changing blue ocean strategy of of the wii and the ds with stuff like brain age and wii sports they didn't really mention that they just did stuff like um the wii u was a failure so that generation nintendo was in big trouble like well they kind of weren't the wii u was a failure but they were making crap loads of money on the 3ds they were in no trouble they had trillions of dollars in the bank there's there's no danger here and then there's also stuff like um they were t talking about how like the playstation came out and and took over the industry but then nintendo released the wii and then they won like but that that's not really how that happened like the wii sold really well but the playstation kind of was still owning the industry at that point like uh, they they left a lot of really both for they they were painting a very nintendo positive picture by the end and even as somebody who loves nintendo as much as me it wasn't always entirely accurate okay. um and that was somewhat bothersome uh another one of the big problems i had was that as the show went on they would do take these snippets from interviews and they would use the same phrase like the same exact you know clip of an interview but with different context to make it sound like it was meaning different things like, did they forget that they used this clip already? Because they would have, like, somebody say something. And I wish I could remember an exact example. I didn't write it down. But it definitely happened more than once where I was like, okay, I remember this person saying these things that sound vague. And they were about something else entirely. <laughs> so, like, at one, say, one time they're saying, like, and then they came out and they just beat the competition. And it was about, like, Nintendo beating Sega. And then it would be, like, three episodes later, the same exact clip of the same exact guy saying those same exact words, except now they're talking about, you know, Nintendo taking on Saturn or something like that. Like, right. What? <laughs> like, I watched the show. I made it to episode six. So I've seen the other ones. Who are you trying to fool? Or did you just forget? <laughs> That's <laughs> this is really bad editing right here. Um, I still heartily recommend it. It's it's a very interesting watch, and especially the beginning stuff of it is really really uh, interesting and not stories that are told all that often. You know, you're learning about Nintendo before they they got into the video game stuff, but by the end, they really kind of ran out of steam, and I just don't think they had. The games industry was a lot simpler back when it started. You know, it's really complicated now. And I don't think they did a very good job of reining in that complication and taking all the factors into effect on what makes them special. I had this other problem with one of the guys that was on there, uh, Tommy Tallarico, was very much trying to sell his new Amico console. And 
uh, you could tell that the way it was edited, because he never said the word Amico, and it was either he wouldn't shut up about it during the interviews and they cut around it, or right. he was just trying to cleverly repeat his sales pitch for the Amico without actually saying the words. So that uh, uh, I, you want to hear my thoughts on that, go ahead and listen to this week's episode of Stone Age Gamer, because I, I have some thoughts on that particular greasy uh, point of view. But I've, I've actually unfollowed Brett on YouTube for a minute. Like, I'm pausing out because of that whole <coughs> Amico. Yeah, he's really on board with the Amico, and it's, it's, it's he, too much. Tommy Tallarico said, he, we had him on Stone Age Gamer Podcast, and he said who he's marketing this platform to. He's making a new video game console, and he's marketing it towards like, Midwestern moms and people who don't know anything about the games industry, and he's doing it by painting a false narrative. He's rewriting history to sell his shit, and he's doing it to people who are never going to do the research or don't know any better. Mm -hmm. So he says Nintendo made the Wii and they sold all these systems, but then they never made any games to follow up uh, on Wii Sports. Why not? But they did. They sold millions upon millions of copies of Wii Fit and Wii Play and Wii Sports Resort and Mario Kart Wii and New Super Mario Brothers. And then, you know, some, some shovelware like Carnival Games came out. That's like seven different games for this platform, and that's where people stopped wanting the system. But it why wasn't because didn't they, they do more, Chris? That was the thing. He, he's he's painting this narrative like the reason people stopped... The reason the people who never liked video games in the first place stopped playing the Wii was because they didn't give them more games. Like, that's not what happened. They bought it to to do bowling. <laughs> they bought it to do that thing, and then they did and that they thing, did and that thing. was enough. Done. Yeah. The, the majority of the people weren't looking at their system thinking... Boy, I sure wish there was something else for me to do with this thing. No, they were watching Netflix on that thing because that wasn't that was the other thing that we did. It's ah. <laughs> At any rate, this 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 character is out there painting this weird picture of uh, the way the games industry works right now. Like local multiplayer isn't a thing. They're bringing it back. Like the switch literally has break off controllers so you can take it and play multiplayer anywhere like that's the point of the thing but he's he's telling this to people who don't know any better and they're going to trust him because he knows better right he's been in the industry forever so oh this guy's telling me this yeah what is up with that we why isn't his mom buying a new nintendo switch yeah <laughs> and it's it's gross and i'm i'm hugely disappointed in it but whatever <laughs> Play with power you, is a pretty fun thing. Quick summary: How'd you feel about Monster Hunter? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they made us. Dan made us watch the Monster Hunter movie on Stone Age Gamer, and it was bad, <laughs> freaking awful. It was wonderful. The podcast was amazing. I was laughing. <laughs> I'm glad you were. Oh, I man. thought the movie was garbage. I mean, it's it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, I, but I it certainly it was, wasn't. Dan's kids' descriptions of it, or the, the yeah, three and a half out of ten and a twenty out of ten. <laughs> I agreed with the, the first one who said three and a half out of ten because that cat was like just about the only cool thing in it. The movie was just, uh, I don't want to go all the way into it because I'll just be so going at it for unanswered questions at the end. <clears throat> I just wanted I wanted it on our podcast because <laughs> we had to listen to another podcast to hear you talk about it, and man, was I ready. <laughs> 
It does. It it does. Here's here's the biggest damning thing about it. It does the thing that I hate when movies do, where they uh, uh, some studio gets a property, but they have no faith that the property is going to do anything on its own we have to change something about it we have to relate it to the real world because you can't have a smurfs movie where we're just like in the smurf world and there's super cool smurf stuff happening no we gotta we gotta pull it into our world there's gotta be smurfs in new york city that's that's the ticket right and so they did that stupid crap with monster hunter like it's we live in a world where Game of Thrones exists and was like hugely popular. Lord of the Rings, the the, um, the Witcher, like these things exist. They're hugely popular. You don't need to do this whole let's cross over into our world thing. See, that way we can put the U.S. military in there and blow shit up with tanks and hoorah. And well, see, and the problem was is that as I watched that movie, I didn't know that wasn't part of the game because I've never played that game. Yeah, as somebody who's played about was actually in the game. Yeah, I've played like all of four hours of Monster Hunter, and I was like, no. Honey, that's not how it started. <laughs> yeah, you've played more than I have. I've played like maybe 15 minutes of the Monster Hunter 3 demo, but you know, I've been around the game for a long time and I, I understand that it's not set in, you know, the United States of America. <laughs> it's it's a fantasy. It's a fantasy epic. You just needed to have them hunt monsters and make shit out of the monsters. That's what the game is. Make a movie about that. <laughs> Listen, maybe it's sent in Fantasy America. You don't know. Uh, clearly, because the giant dust storm is what pulled them in to fight yeah. Rathalos and Ron Perlman's ridiculous hairstyle. I was so hairstyle. upset that Dan knew Toad's all the names of the, the monsters. All of them. And you know how he knows them? Puzzle and Dragons. Really? There was a Monster Hunter crossover with Puzzle uh-huh. and Dragons, so of course he knows all the monsters' of names. Of course he does. Yeah, he does. Uh, more importantly, though, uh, so Karen and I started watching Invincible. <gasps> Son of a bitch. God damn it. <laughs> okay. We, we watched the first episode together, and uh, I really liked it, okay. and uh, Karen enjoyed it, I think, like, you know, well enough. I did. I, um... There's a tonal shift in the le- towards the end of the episode, and like before the tonal shift, it was a little too like I don't know. I liked it, but I was like, "What is happening here? Like this is very nice." Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> and then in the in the very end of the episode, it was like very not nice and very dark, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I don't." think there's any coming back from this tone they have now switched to so i'm not sure if i want to continue that's that was how yeah. i felt about it so interesting have you guys watched any of it yet, not yet. no okay all right so yes first but episode is comics. very it's it's very tv show it's very all right this is fine i don't get what the big deal is though right because we're we're watching it and it's like it's it's a, an interesting-ish superhero-y kind of thing, but I mean, people I know are like, "No, this is the Invincible is like the best superhero thing ever. It's amazing," and I'm like, "All right, this is this is cool." And then like, I'm talking, it's like the last minute of the first episode, and it's just like ninety degree turn, like, yeah. So, like, if you if the <laughs> show was a car and it made that turn, you would get car sick. Yeah, oh God. It was, Okay. It was it was some whiplash right there. It was it was really something. Um, so uh, anyway, um, uh, she went to to take the kids on a on, on spring break, and I uh, let's see. Um, 
I finished party. watching the, the the playing with power thing. And I was like, all right, well, I'll I'll keep watching this on my own. And uh, so I watched the second episode and was like, ah, oh, there's a whole other cast of characters now. This is pretty interesting. Uh, so I watched everything that was available while she was three more episodes. Yeah. So there's like three three more episodes while she was gone. And then she came back and I was like, you should watch the second episode and see if you still feel the same way because it got a lot more interesting and not it, it leveled out from that like meh to Whoa! it's like it really mellowed out into this really interesting place. And fortunately, she did like it and we uh, kept up with it. Nice. Well, the reason probably. I was stuttering is because it does seem that uh, Mr. Vestlord Dean DeFalco beat uh, my my game. I think he beat, <laughs> finally beat my Mario Maker. Oh boy! What? Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, yay! Good for him. <laughs> I guess. <clears throat> so. I kind of uh, wanted that to be the thing that went on forever. I'm not gonna lie. He was well, on the last level last night, right after we finished. Uh, we finished recording SAG. Uh, Mike popped on to say, like, yo, Dean's on your last level now. And I watched him play for a while, and he didn't quite make it. And uh, he um, he just ha- he just messaged me right now a, a picture, which I, I think means that he finished it. Uh, either way, you know, good for him. But anyway, yeah, him. so Invincible is, is, is kind of amazing. And it's, uh, it is a really interesting show that... Um, I'm hoping is doing well. Uh, well isn't, I fe- it an, isn't it an Amazon show? It's mm-hmm. an Amazon show. So that's and done. they're going to get it, yeah. I talked to Dan about this last night, how uh, I really appreciate Amazon's, where you can just kind of tap and see who's in every scene. Like, you can just tap on the, the Apple TV remote, and it'll bring up a little menu of, like, these are all the actors in this scene and who they're playing. Interesting. Yeah. Which is super cool. And they'll also do the same thing for music. If there's music playing in a scene, you can tap it and it'll say, this is the name of the song that's playing in the background. Which is really, really cool. Um, especially for something that's animated. And this is what I think is incredibly interesting about Invincible and why I hope that it's doing well. Because in light of something like The Boys, that's been ridiculously successful and is, is seems to be kind of a similar-esque type of comic book situation, mm-hmm. um, that's live action. Uh and live action stuff resonates with more people on a different level. Like Karen's not as into animation. It's just a lot of adults aren't as into animation and they don't take it as seriously. And this show being animated, I feel like is on one hand kind of a disservice. Like I, I think to myself, boy, wouldn't it be awesome if this was in live action? Because I feel like a lot more people would be into this. Than it because it's a very bright and colorful animated thing. It looks very comic booky, so I, I hope that isn't pulling it back because doing this live action would be impossible, um, not without compromising it. Because it is, what is the budget would be unfathomable to pull this off in any sort of convincing manner, or you would have to compromise considerably the crazy shit that goes on in the show. I do um, want to point out that this... Have you looked at the comic? Yeah. Like, I mean, it mimics very much the comic style, which I thought was kind of one of the tropes of the the series, was the fact that 
it's beautifully brightly colored and there are moments where the story is incredibly dark absolutely so it's this it's wonderful but you know what i mean where it's if this was in live action it would reach a broader audience yes like it's just a matter of fact but on the uh, on the other hand you've got the talent that's involved like the main character is half asian and uh he falls in love he's his main love interest seems to be a, a a black girl like there's there's a very diverse cast here and that is also something i feel would be more powerful in live action um but if this wasn't if this wasn't live action you wouldn't be able to use the voice talent that they have because these voice actors that are attached to all of these characters don't really look the parts right uh particularly um oh why am i drawing drawing a blank on his name because i keep wanting to call him emil skoda because that was his character on law and order jk simmons jk simmons Simmons is playing you know omni man and jk simmons couldn't physically do that role uh jk simmons is race you, when you look at J- Omni Man's face, you're like, "Oh, that, yeah, that's Jake Hansen. Yeah, I can yeah. see that." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just think at this point, he's yes, he's ripped, but I think he might be a little too old. I mean, at least to do it convincingly uh, hey, without Dad. without more special effects. I don't know, but he's perfect for the part. Like vocally, it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's amazing. Uh, I don't know. I really recommend the show. Just kind of be prepared for some fucked upness it is from robert kirkman so it's you know the walking dead levels of fucked up but nice. not the walking dead love tv show levels of in intentionally fucking with the audience <laughs> at least not so far have you uh have you seen anything about uh jupiter's legacy i have not that was getting turned into a tv show god what? Live action years TV ago, show. right? Well, it's it's currently now a live action TV show. I don't know if that it's actually started. It's on. Uh, it's going to be on Netflix. This is twenty twenty one. Let's see if they aired any. If they, no, not out yet. Um, May. So it comes out next month. Yeah. But Jupiter's Legacy is it's like was one of my favorite indie comics to come out when it when it when it did. I'm so curious. I thought they would do a animated version like they did with Invincible because of the, the, the cast of characters and some of it gets a little rough. Um, but they went live action. I, mean, I can't wait to see that. Like, it looks it looks like they're going for it, which is what I, I was hoping for. I, I, I love this whole going for it thing that uh, we <laughs> seem to have going on here with uh, comic book TV shows. Like... Yeah, especially regardless of its animated format invincible is really going for it they are not pulling any punches on that show mm-hmm. fantastic. fantastic yeah that's that's what i was hoping for because the the original comic while it is extremely violent was raw and gritty and just i don't know i liked it for what it was i it's been like 10 years since i've looked at an invincible book though so 145 issues that that book ran mm-hmm. to its conclusion something like that I just feel the need to point out the in the link that I just sent you guys that J.K. Simmons has been working out, you guys. He could play Omni-Man. He'd need a shave, but he oh could do goodness. it. That was a couple of years ago. Well, uh, the interview that was attached form. the interview that was attached to that um, said that he like he's committed to like staying in shape now since that couple of years ago that he took that picture. Wait, am I supposed so, to look at a trip? Where enough. is no, this? No, no, it's, uh, it's uh, in the chat. Yeah, I looked in the this week's episode, not news. Thing. Hold 
Playing with my emotions. Looks, it looks. That. I, Whoa. Uh, no. I'm sorry. Get away from me, Grandpa. <laughs> no. It's the beard. <laughs> it's the beard. Yeah. It is the beard. Oh God, he's scary, Klaus. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that that Bill Goldberg movie oh. when he's Killer Santa Claus. That's it right there. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, everybody. If we don't have anything else important, we should probably I, take ourselves a quick break because we've got one, a lot of news to cover. Anybody else? Anything? One last little Was thing. It? Okay. Angie and I watched the movie Demolition Man for some reason. I needed to ask you guys a question. Like we sat down, we watched it. Something happened in the middle of it that threw me. Have you guys seen the movie Demolition Man? No, sir. God, not a long time. I okay, don't Chris. It. They're you, not going to know how to use the seashells. Chris. Who I have won, no idea how to use the seashells. Who won the restaurant wars? <laughs> Taco Bell. Okay, so apparently the version that I was watching was from another region, yeah. and it wasn't Taco Bell, it was Pizza Hut. So every time they say Taco Bell, they don't change the mouth, they voice over Pizza Hut. And they go to a Taco Bell, and it still says Taco Bell in the background, but they keep saying that they're at Pizza Hut, and it really bothers me. <laughs> That's weird. Very weird. That's Apparently, like one of the few things I remember from that movie was the whole Taco Bell won the fast food wars thing. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. Just just thought I'd share. Just in case anybody else watches it from another region. It's like, what? No. It was freaking bizarre. It was weird. Because I didn't realize it, and then he was like, wait a second. I actually Googled that. Like, wait a minute. I know Taco Bell won the restaurant wars. Ugh. But that's it. Um, <laughs> was it since the last time we recorded that we finished Resident Alien? <gasps> oh, oh, my yeah. God. I've been wanting to talk about it, and I was like, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. You've talked too much. Oh, my God. Please tell me you guys are caught up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We finished it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn National Treasure, that man. He really is so good. This is some it's, it's apparently been greenlit for a season two, which oh is great. Mm -hmm. And okay. I, I'm very curious to see where it's going to go. <clears throat> I was glad with that last minute reveal at the end of the last episode, because like, I felt like they, they tied it up pretty well. And I, I was like, I don't see a reason for him to go back to Earth. <laughs> and, and, and then, and, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I got to start saying this stuff out loud because I've gotten better at like openly predicting where plots are going uh, just as like a fun game. Because I was, I was getting a little frustrated with the episode because I was like, okay, like she just told him off and now she's like, wait, save the planet. No, we're friends. It's fine. And I'm like, I get that you were pissed, but like also really like. <laughs> that's okay and then it was like wait 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 just kidding harry everything's great and i was like is it i like i just struggled with that a little bit and i was like all right this is this is not fully resolved right now this is definitely not going to be fully resolved and then they brought you know the whole like twist at the end into it and i was like all right cool hopefully they will carry some of this into the next season because they need to like I, I feel like they're gonna have some unresolved issues and if they don't i'll be mad because the writing has been so good until now that it would be a stupid thing for them to like overlook i definitely felt something similar with that with uh her kind of like coming around on him yeah the, the way it made sense in my head uh which they didn't really explain in the show but the way it kind of made sense in my head was like she knows he's an alien and she also knows that at the time when he killed the dude 
to him and his culture, it wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Like murder isn't wrong. He didn't learn that murder was wrong until he became human. So for her to hold that against him, maybe at least that that's, that's how I was reading that, that heel turn. Like she kind of came to grips with the fact that this is who he is now. I have to look at this. Not like he was a dude who killed a dude. He was an alien who did what aliens do. And then he learned differently. Okay. My that's counter, how I kind of rationalize that. Here's my counter to that. Has the show made you rationalize other behaviors thus far? Uh, yes. Yes. The, 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 the police big black. You have to rationalize everything that that man. Does. No, no. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, he, he, he is, he's the real alien. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm. I mean, everything about uh, Harry or Alan Tudyk's character or his relationships. Why am I blanking on her name right now? Asta. Asta. Thank you. Um, yeah, like all of the stuff that has happened that has occurred with character growth and relationship changes and developments. I felt like they fleshed everything out really well throughout the entirety of this series until this episode, and that was kind of why I was like, I understand what you're saying. But they've done a better job with those behavior changes and and realizations up till now. The way that scene played to me uh, was more that that wasn't necessarily genuine on her part, that she was just saying what she needed to say to get him to not blow up the planet. Right? Yeah, but then, there like, could definitely have been flavors of that, too, with I, no, no doubt. You don't think Harry would have kind of seen through that at that nope. point, though? Because he... No, I don't think so. He wanted, he wanted that too bad. Okay. <laughs> he wanted her. like that. Was the, he wanted that relationship. And then when she turned him down, that's when he was going to fulfill his plan. Like, his, his, his emotions have always been on Front Street as soon as he figured out what the emotion was. Mm-hmm. Like that was the part. Like he didn't he didn't express himself very much because his character didn't know what was going on. He was rationalizing f- to himself the things that he was going through. There are so many unanswered questions in this show that it needs a second season. Ne- never mind the twist at the end to get him back, but the 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 the, the wife who's gone. The the fact that Harry or. Harry, the real Harry, Vander Spiegel, the real one. Oh yeah, he the was doctor. the one that actually did was the murderer. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, the 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 best friend, the the skier girl. Uh, I want to say Kate, Darcy, Kate? Darcy, Darcy. Uh, saw the dead body. Like she's now knows what's going on, and her relationship with <laughs> Asta's daughter is a whole thing. Like there's so many threads that they have now. Like I felt at the last maybe two episodes they knew they were getting a season two and they just went here you go this is setting up for the next season have fun nerds here's the threads check it out yeah i'm i'm, I'm into it i'm super Great into show. it mm-hmm. yet again i will state alan Tudyk, national goddamn treasure <laughs> we have not stopped saying that we might be saying it too much i don't know i'm not sorry and mm. you don't have to be because he is a <laughs> national treasure right okay with that we are going to take ourselves a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about the news you are listening to this week's episode on geekade.com stick around and now here's a quick look at some of the other original content available now from our partners and geekade.com first up did you like the last mutant musings special well that's good because we've got another one all primed and ready for your ear holes 
This time, Jonathan and Patty landed a surprise interview with none other than Jerry Duggan. I probably said that wrong. Comic book writer extraordinaire. He's written The Hulk, Batman, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, and tons more. So what's he doing on an X-Men podcast? I wonder what it could be. You'll just have to listen to the podcast to see if he drops any bombshells about his upcoming projects. Don't miss Mutant Musings Evolution, episode 7.1, interview with Jerry Duggan. Next, for the Super Mario 35th anniversary last year, Chris decided to do three new Waveback Over playlists over over the course of a couple of months. Over a year, wow, there's a lot of overs. Over a year later, he finally finished it because it also happens to be really. <laughs> I'm going to start this over because <laughs> I still. I first read this with the eyes in there, and I st- I put that in there. <clears throat> Next, for the Super Mario 35th anniversary last year, Chris decided to do three new wave back overplay playlists over the course of a couple of months over a year later he finally finished it because he is also happens to be really good at procrastinating this year he's decided to go the opposite direction and celebrate the metroid anniversary early mostly because he's playing metroid games and it sounded like fun and wouldn't you know it it was fun he mashed up the soundtracks from the original Metroid for NES and the spectacular Metroid Zero mission for Game Boy Advanced. The results were pretty wild. Check out Waveback Overplay Metroid Zero. Zero. Ah, <laughs> check out Waveback Overplay Metroid Zero mission on the wave. Why is this so hard for me to say? <laughs> <laughs> Take 47. Antipathy. <laughs> and Pathy. Check out Waveback Overplay Metroid Zero. <laughs> Why? I want to stop there. <laughs> Why? You don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. There you go. Here, try that. <laughs> Metroid Zero Mission. <laughs> Check out Waveback Overplay Metroid Zero Mission on the Waveback Overplay YouTube channel. God damn it, that was painful. Oh, oh, I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I may just cut that all out and re-record it when you guys aren't here. No, Ooh. that is not I'm how we sweating. do these. It's more fun to make people listen to you mess up over and over and over again. <laughs> that is why they wanted us to do these again. <laughs> Ooh, okay, sorry, Karen, go for it. <clears throat> Don't laugh, you guys. <laughs> Don't do that. <clears throat> Finally, are you looking for some live entertainment after dark? We've <laughs> we've got a friend who does some regular late night Twitch streaming on Twitch. Nope. <laughs> Twitch streaming on Twitch, guys. It's a thing. <laughs> Listen, I'm loving DJ Karen. Let's do it. <laughs> We've got a friend who does some regular late night streaming on Twitch. We know him as Brian, but on the internets, he's simply the Rouch. From Rocket League to, well, I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff too. The Rouch provides some quality Twitch streaming entertainment. He's a super nice guy, too. So, 
head on over to twitch.tv slash therouch, that's T-H-E-R-O-W-C-H, and give the fella a subscribe while you're there. The Rouch would approve. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> For all this great content and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com. And we're back. Welcome back to the stage of history. Uh, we are going to talk about some news because that's what we do on this show. And we're going to start with something from themarysue.com. Uh, let's see. Native representation shines in new comedy Rutherford Falls. What's this about? <laughs> uh, it's a new show from Mike Schur of The Good Place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec. Um, it's about a small town, the, uh, leader or the, um, is he the mayor? I Something like that. The, the trailer. I, I don't saw, know. I he's just, just an ancestor of a descendant uh, of, the, of the, the town founder, founder yeah. is in conflict with the indigenous, indigenous community where his town was built. Um, so, and, um, includes some indigenous you know cast members and provide some good uh and i think in the writer's room as well um so some good representation for a community that is not widely represented on a lot of shows although i will say that that was one of the things we liked so much about um resident alien was that it brought in really good Native American characters without beating you over the head that they were a Native American or uh, they were really authentic. So uh, it's nice to see that happening more. True. Especially on a uh, network show. It looks funny. I mean, it's... Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's Mike Sure. It's going to be funny. We're, we're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. What is the, what's the main guy's name? Um, I'm blanking. Ed Helms. Ed Helms. I like Ed Helms. He makes, he's, he's a funny guy. And the fact that they have not just a diversity of cast, but like the writing, uh, the mm -hmm. writers, like the fact that it's the largest writers, native writers room. Uh, what is it on, in television right now? That I was, would yeah. think so. I mean, I can't remember what they said in the article, but yeah, it's like, it's a big deal because the inclusivity is not just what you're seeing on screen. It's literally built into the structure of how the show is being run and, um, because of the number of people, like the shows that they mentioned, like you were talking about Mike Schur, but also um, they mentioned, uh, in addition to The Good Place, Parks and Rec, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they mentioned Superstore. So that covers four television shows that I think between the four of us are beloved and uh, <laughs> extremely relevant to at least some aspect of our sensibility or humor. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because basically anything that, you know, he puts out seems to be pretty awesome and i like the fact that we'll actually have real inclusivity all throughout this creation like the creative process yeah the thing is you can't tell these stories without involving the people that they're about um because when you do that if you, if you try to do it without them then it just doesn't it doesn't come off authentic um and i've seen it in too many things to mention so this is awesome agreed 
Here. Next up, speaking of from, awesome, yeah, speaking of awesome, uh, this uh, comes to us from Variety.com. Justified team reunites to develop Elmore Elmore Leonard novel at FX. Timothy Oliphant rumored to return as Raylan Givens. Yes, please. Oh my God, <laughs> put it in my face right now. Givens me all of that. What's going in oh. your face, Karen? <laughs> Givens. <laughs> Uh, I love Justified. That show was phenomenal, uh, top to bottom, and uh, yeah, Boyd Crowder uh, was is in ju- is in Invincible for crying out loud. It took me way too long to piece that together, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that the I knew Justified was based on an Elmore Leonard novel. I didn't realize there was more of them uh, with that character in it. So yeah, if they bring Raylan Givens back in a TV show. It's gotta be Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, nobody else could do it. Or and he basically <laughs> is him in like everything he does. He was that he was the same character in the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Space Raylan Givens. <laughs> Space Raylan Givens. Gotta love it. Also, not for nothing, I would watch that show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep, yes. Yep. I will be honest with you guys, I've only seen a few episodes of Justified. I really liked what I saw, but I never got especially far just reasons at the time that I started watching it. But uh, this sounds like a good reason for me to get on that. I've watched a lot I mean, of it. I don't know how much though. Like I, I Timothy remember. Oliphant is a pretty good reason to get on that. That's what I'm saying. Like hey, by himself. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's reasons to get on Timothy Oliphant. So Timothy <laughs> off with his pants. <laughs> Yes, please. I think this is a great rumor, and I want it to be true. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, also from Variety.com, Bill Nye to host Peacock Science Series, Brandon Braga and Seth MacFarlane to produce. We were also talking a little bit about this on SAG last night, how Peacock is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, as an app itself, it is garbage. But uh, and and really, I've never used it like ever. I've never once launched the service because there is nothing there that I need to see and can't get in other places. Uh, And it's called Peacock, which just goes to show you how much thought they put into this service to begin with. Mm, Cock. (laughs) Sorry, what? Wow. Thumbs down. Anyway, Bill (laughs) Nye is going to host a science series. And uh, I don't know who Brandon Braga is, but if uh, Seth MacFarlane is producing it. That could either be great or terrible. So I don't know, man. What do you think of this? Uh, I'm always down for Bill Nye bringing more science to the peoples. Can I be Uh, really honest with you guys? Okay. I saw him curse and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I struggle. I know he's a a normal human being just like everybody else. But to me, he's a science hero. And I'm struggling a little with this, this, this normal man version of bill nye i love the name the end is nye <laughs> <laughs> yes that that is great yeah. yeah and the synopsis i i find pretty pretty good too the uh each episode of the show dives into the myths and realities of both natural and unnatural threats from viruses to volcanoes asteroids to authoritarianism and climate change to chemical warfare the show offers a scientific blueprint for surviving, mitigating, and preventing such catastrophes from occurring. So it looks like, yeah, it's all it's based on science, but it's also bringing in a lot of other aspects of the world that are affected by or affect science that you wouldn't normally think of as science topics, which is good. 
because mm-hmm. peop- people need to know more about those sorts of things. Yeah, I definitely, I like the idea, like, as an adult, I'm looking for more Bill Nye content, so this is fine by me. Even if it's not the same as it was in my youth. It's just not the fucking same. <laughs> it's just not, well, I mean, you know, Bill Nye got pretty angry, because, you know, people kept ignoring all the science. I was just going to say, because no one fucking it. listened. Yeah, sorry. We <laughs> nobody love you. Fucking, sorry, nobody Bill learned Nye. a thing from his show, and that's sad. Anyway, uh, so this link that we have in here is broken, but I went and looked up the trailer elsewhere. It still exists. Uh, the trailer for Kung Fu, the reboot of Kung Fu on the CW showed up. Um, it's. I'm glad it doesn't star a white guy anymore. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yes, this is... It's, it's CW'd. Uh-huh. So I don't know... I, <laughs> Keep your expectations low? I don't know. I don't even think that's I, look, the case, I, I don't know much about the original Kung Fu, but wasn't it always kind of schlocky? Like, wasn't that kind of the point? It was an old, like, serialized but, TV but, show? But it wasn't schlocky back then. What It was meant to be something, and it ended, like, now it's schlocky. But, like, it was, uh, like, a man out of out of place learning his, you know, bringing his ways of justice to the world like it was it was a thing i don't know what they're going to do on the cw with it i'm just cautiously optimistic i hope they do a good job because you know i have loved a lot of the shows that they have picked up for at least two seasons and then fell off most of them so <laughs> i liked it yeah for this i don't know man. i didn't really have any interest in this interest in this one so I hope it's good. I'm. I. I hope you tell me it's good because I don't plan on watching. I'll watch it with you, babe. Yay! Marriage. All right, let's move on here. Uh, this is a sad one. Vanity Fair reports: Rest in peace, Jessica Walter, patron saint of shitty mothers. <laughs> she was such a great, great, great woman, though. <sighs> Honestly, I just I. It, there's not a lot of like celebrity deaths that occur where i'm like oh man like this really upsets me and i just because i feel such a disconnect but this one like i don't know there was an attachment there that i didn't know i had because the second i saw that i was like what no no like i i love the roles that she has played she was the best thing about arrested development for me i did not actually love that show um but i loved her on that show and she made archer like mm-hmm. <laughs> She really did. I, I, I don't think I fully realized that until I thought about the show without her as the voice on there. And I don't know. I don't know how to, like, nope. I can't even process this right now. I have to stop talking. Mm-mm. Speaking of Archer, real quick, we were watching an episode of Suburgatory. And the main <laughs> character goes on a date with this other woman from the show. And she brings her life coach on the date. And with them, H. John and it's H. John Benjamin. <laughs> oh, so, so he's great. like sitting at the dinner table with them, sitting in the back seat, but he's looking very schlocky <laughs> as we says. And that voice, it was, it's so. If you think Bob's Burger when you see him, it's okay. If you think Archer when you see him, it's off-putting. It's real weird. <laughs> it's I will never not think Coach McGurk. So that, there you go. That'll work too. What is Coach McGurk from Home Movies? I'll show that. you. Okay, moving on. Then sorry. Yeah, home. That was kind of like H. John Benjamin's, you know, first major breakout, breakout role. I think. Really? 
It yeah, was. that's. I mean, that's what I'll always know him from uh, is for, before anything else. And that they say what you will about that show, Coach McGurk is a goddamn delight. <laughs> 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 I love the show in general, but like Coach McGurk is always amazing. <laughs> yes, I will concur with that. I will second. That. Oh boy, All right. that's, that's that's got to be one of my picks soon. The episode where he has to sleep. <laughs> Wait, what? All right, I'll, I'll just make Evan show me. It's fine. I'll show you. <laughs> oh, I'm just cracking myself up. Ah, oh, good times. Yes, rest in peace, Jessica Walter. That's uh, it's quite quite sad. Um, so moving on, we have uh, this uh, showed up on Twitter. There was some Star Wars news that popped up. Production begins soon on Obi Wan Kenobi special event series coming to Disney Plus, and we've got pictures of the cast. Uh-huh. We have. Uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden I Hate San Christensen. Uh, we have Moses Ingram. Uh, she was on uh, Watchmen, right? Is that who I know her from? No. I, I don't what know. do I know her from? I can't tell you what I know her from, but I know I know her. Hmm. Joel Edgerton? Okay. Uh, Bonnie P.S.? Kamal Nanjani. I know that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indira Varma. She looks super familiar. She was in Game of Thrones. Uh, yep, okay, got that. Uh, Rupert Friend? He does not look like a friend. He looks like James uh, Bond, or a pirate, I don't know. <laughs> O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie. Uh, so, take with that what you will. I <laughs> know almost none of these people. <laughs> I just realized that, like, because the, the, uh, the thumbnail that shows up in the stream, I didn't, I, I got excited because, like, I like Kumail Nanjiani. Like, like, oh, great. Star Wars. Good for him. Oh, Hayden Christensen. Did you ever watch Fast and the Furious? Like, any of the movies? Specifically, the I think it's the fourth one? Uh, Very the much Tokyo no. Drift one? No? I have seen them, yeah. I thought he was from that. He, Kumail? Um, Han, Han Lu in the Fast and the Furious fan tri- franchise. Who are you talking about? You're talking about Sung, Sung Kang? Kang. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's the guy who's oh, he's in a lot of them, and he's always eating. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. I knew I recognized him. Didn't know that was why, but that's why. Is Gail Godot in Fast and Furious? No. There is a... Okay, moving on. I wish I would watch everything <laughs> she's in. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Hayden Christensen <laughs> makes me very, very nervous. Yeah. Um, he's a lot older now, so... Time has uh, passed. Maybe things can be improved upon, and... And well, it's not like he's going to get any worse. Oh. I mean, Don't no offense to that, the guy Chris. personally. I'm sure he's a delight, but I, he will never have not ruined those movies for me. Him and the script. There you go. <laughs> so maybe this time it will be better. You know, <laughs> you should definitely get your hopes up. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm hearing songs of a, a strains of a song from Cabaret in my head. <laughs> maybe this time. On the other hand, continuing <laughs> the Star Wars news from Nerdist.com, we we finally got a, a new Bad Batch trailer introducing its misfit heroes yet again because they've already been introduced in Clone Wars. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I love Clone Wars. There's something about this that just isn't really hitting for me, but the trailer showed that a Ming-Naz character that was introduced in... Um, Mandalorian is going to show up on this yeah, show, that was cool. so that's kind of cool. I mean, I'm going to watch it. It's a Star Wars show. Of course I'm going to watch it, but 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I wasn't exactly in love with this crew when uh, when it when when it showed up on the show as the backdoor pilot. So you know, it is what it is. Look, looks neat. I, I watched this trailer, and the thing I came away from it with came away from it with was John's gonna like this. <laughs> this is a show for a seven year old boy. Oh look. We got our newest email from Sean Doyle. I see it. Oh, I yeah. saw it. Did you see the score rankings? There's score <laughs> rankings. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't even try on the last one. Okay, so our friend Sean has been sending us emails where he picks a random letter of the alphabet and lists all the best songs that start with that letter. Man, to have that kind <laughs> of time. I didn't try what with Z. I, I, I didn't know I there was a score. I don't think there is a score. Read the actual scores. Oh. Uh, let's see. Bonnie's team is currently in the lead with several gold stars, followed closely by Team Jarrell with 97 blue ribbons. Team Randazzo has two and one half glazed hams, Ooh. and Team Chung has reached level seven. That's right. A tight game indeed. <laughs> I'm saying you're <laughs> the clear winner with two glazed hams. <laughs> yeah. And two and one half. No contest. <laughs> Well, There's this a is, lot of this things you great. could do with one half a glazed ham, guys. Wow, true. I was going to read this list, and then I realized it's really freaking long. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, never mind. Anyway, yeah. back to the news. Back to the news. Uh, alright, Star Wars, the thing, it's happening, we're all into it. Uh, alright, so Karen, you posted <laughs> this one. This is a trailer for Shadow and Bone, a new Netflix series. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. It just looks really cool. Mm-hmm. It, does, yeah. <laughs> it looks like a, it's a new fantasy series on Netflix, so it's got dragons and magic, and I don't know, I'm into it. And it's based on, I think, a series of books... If I'm remember if I'm remembering what I'm remembering right, I got this off a uh, my friend's my friend posted it and she's really into books and so these are th- this show is based on some books that she really likes. I don't order books. I don't mm. understand this. It's words without um, pictures. Honey. Books Ugh. are yeah, they're um, TV without pictures. Sounds like work. <laughs> you mean I gotta think about this? Got put effort in? What is that about? Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Speaking of ugh. Uh, <laughs> I liked the trailer, by the way. But yeah, move on. Move on. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I, just, I was like, I don't know how to weigh in on this other than it looked cool. That's about all there is to say. I, the, uh, oh, the only reason I posted the next article was to hear Chris's reaction. Which you're out getting. Out of sheer curiosity. I, I, I'm so... I, mm. <laughs> Variety.com reports more on this flabbergasting TV experience. Powerpuff Girls live action pilot at CW cast Donald Faison as Professor Utonium. Eagle! I love Donald Faison. <laughs> yes. Sounds like you're struggling a little bit with everything else about it, though. Literally everything else. I don't... I, I don't... I don't understand. I don't understand why so, why they think the Powerpuff Girls needs to be done in live action. Because it's not for kids, Chris. It's for adults. <laughs> Listen, let's not snagger Duh. this any more than we have to. Is it, though? I don't know what this is for. I don't, I don't understand what's happening right now. I'm so very confused. Yeah, the uh, other thing was is that I, I didn't post it here but they picked a actor to portray mojo jojo and it came out on april 1st so i couldn't tell uh. if it was a real article or not because 
those that don't know the Powerpuff Girls, Mojo Jojo is a sentient ape Mojo or monkey Jojo. that has an exposed brain in a skull cap of some sort. I don't know. It's awesome. But it's not there a dude. Been pictures of the cast. Oh yeah, that's that's coming down a few stories. Might from now. as well just might as well just throw this in there. Uh, so they they finally showed pictures of the cast done up in their. I don't Shave know. You can even say they're done up in their 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 hair. costumes. They look like they don't look like anything. There's they look like super cheap. Okay. There's like wait pause creases. <laughs> they look like Halloween costumes. After I saw this, well, funny you should say that because man, oh man, some of the tweets. Um, but I did see another Vanity Fair article that actually pointed something out about the images that were circulating being. Um, something that would only be shown when they were doing like a flashback to when they were kids and that it might not actually be relevant to the their costumes at all. So, uh I don't I feel like this is either a red heron or it's actually just going to be a throwback to something that's not going to be super relevant, almost not quite like when they did like WandaVision's throwback to the costumes where it was Halloween and they were wearing a Halloween costume. I don't think it'll be quite uh-huh. that deliberate, but I do think that from what is being reported now, maybe it's not as bad as it was being made to seem, but the internet sucks and it's full of trolls, so I don't know. There is a like an image that has them in more like not real like life versions of their outfits mm-hmm. that's floating around out there. It's... I don't understand they're, they're the show. Like jackets, colored jackets. One of them's wearing like a sun. Yeah, dress, yeah like, like if you look at their what they're wearing, like the way that they look. The point was supposed to be something about it being a flashback to when they were either kids or teenagers, like before the Powerpuff before Girls they actually got broke up. Yes, exactly. Before they got jaded. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. I don't know, man. This is this just. Spending. I love the original Powerpuff Girls so very much. That show is genius, and. I don't like to see it them doing this. I felt trolled by this headline, too, because the headline of this Mary Sue article is the internet loses it over the live-action Powerpuff Girl costumes. And I thought that meant they were going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. They were not. No, they were not. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm going to watch it out of pure morbid curiosity. But, I mean, it's not like they've got bad talent on the show. Right. right? Like... Oh. <sighs> anyway, comicbook.com uh, Talk about something gives us gives us some cool stuff here. Uh, this is long Halloween cast includes Jensen Ankles, uh, Jensen Ankles, <laughs> Jensen, Jensen Ankles. <laughs> Say it right or get his name out your mouth. <laughs> it's it, it's him as Batman, and there you go. Enjoy. Uh, yeah, I watched the trailer. I mean, I don't. Mm, I'm not going to say I'm going to watch this because I love Batman or anything. I mean, I, I like Batman. Um, Long Halloween's a good comic. I read Great story. <laughs> but if I watch this, it's going to be to hear the voice. And uh, there there are a couple of lines in the trailer that you can hear. Sounds pretty good. Of course, the internet is all mad that it's not Kevin Conroy. There can only be one, blah, blah, blah. But I don't <laughs> there know. There can only be one. There's been like 30. Right. So and that's he on sounds the, good. That's on the, the, the safe side. <laughs> he sounds like he's doing justice to Batman. I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, optimistic. Oh my god, words are hard. <laughs> Jensen's ankles just make me lose my mind. 
Um, <laughs> Makes you weak in the ankles, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, anyway, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how he like owns the character because he's good enough at doing that like rough voice that it kind of made sense that he, they would go in his direction. <laughs> he ca- like, yeah. I feel like he swayed his supernatural character to be Batman. Like that's what he right. Like voice. if you've ever heard I'm him, Batman. the actor, speak, he doesn't sound like Dean Winchester or no. Batman. He sounds like Oddly a dude. High pitched. <laughs> sounds like a man with a single man. T- okay. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So <laughs> we're looking forward to it. Moving on. This is uh, this is very much exciting to me. Uh, we were just talking about this, and well. Then this showed up out of nowhere. We got an email from uh, the, uh, uh, the the Kickstarter campaign, uh, bring back Mystery Science Theater, and uh, Joel was like, "Hey, here's an update. We got something new coming tomorrow." I'm like, uh, "Okay, uh, okay, I'm in. What are we doing?" So the next day rolled around, and the Kickstarter campaign showed up for "Let's Make More MST3K and Build the Gizmoplex." This is a fascinating thing. Uh, so they, the whole thing of bring back MST3K last time was to kind of like prove to the networks that there's a market for this thing. And uh, they brought it back to Netflix and it ran for two seasons. And even though it performed well, it Netflix decided not to move forward with it. Because who knows why Netflix does the things that they do, but that's fine. Now, uh, they want to move forward by not just creating new episodes, but also creating their own platform to have them on. Interesting. Uh, which I think is really interesting. They want to create an app called the Gizmoplex that will allow you to, you know, the, the new episodes will premiere on there. It'll allow you to, like, create watch parties with your friends so you can see it together. They can host live Q&As and stuff like that. Uh I think this is absolutely fascinating and to, to hit that, to, to, to take this show and kind of create its own unique platform. And it's, it's still in involving, uh, Patton Oswalt and, uh, Felicia day. And, is it a, um, is it the same host? Yeah. Jonah's, Jonah's still, still there. Okay. Yep, Joan, just, Jonah Heston. <laughs> just it was just a weird picture of him. I didn't. Recognize yeah, he, he looks like he's lost some weight. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's still Jonah. And uh, holy crackers and cheese! So that goal is a lofty goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's less than they raised for the first Bring Back MST3K. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they they raised over six million. I think with the first campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, within the first like day or two, they broke their initial episodes one through three. So. We're already doing something. They they reached their $2 million goal and we're already a little bit shy of halfway to episodes four through six. I really don't know where this is all going to go. I hope it makes it all the way to a 12-episode season. I haven't backed it yet because I'm not sure how much money to throw at it, honestly. like I just don't know. Um, I also really need to get around to watching the rest of the Netflix ones because I never did because I just don't have the time. But I love this show and i want this platform to exist um they've got 24 days to go and they were able to pull it off pretty significantly the first time around i'm very curious to see if this sticks because i I, you know this show is very near and dear to my heart and i hope that it winds up uh getting its own platform and i want to see what they do with the legacy content too like will they 
you know, will old episodes be available on here? Um, goodness gracious, I have, I have so many questions. Uh, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm really into this idea. I think it's really fascinating. And it's nice to see that we're at the very least going to get some more episodes. It seems likely that at the, at the very least we'll get four to six because I would be surprised if they didn't hit the three uh, three point three million dollar goal, mm-hmm. but uh, well, I guess we'll see. There you go. I'm excited for you. I hope that they do well and that you are pleased with. The I'm results. still shocked that he hasn't watched the Netflix ones. Uh, they're very significant time. I know. Yeah, yeah. commitments. You know. <laughs> I, I I fully understand it. It's just surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising to me too, and and kind of heartbreaking i think i made it to the gauntlet i think i finished season one i just didn't get through season two yet and there's stuff on there i really want to see too just haven't done it i mean heck right now there's a live uh the mads are back with a they're they're riffing a bunch of educational shorts trace and frank and mm-hmm. then afterwards they're doing a live q a with trace frank and kevin murphy and i'm super bummed that i'm not doing that but you know i'm here with you guys and that's Aww. just as good oh thanks See that, guys? He almost loves us. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you know, we'll keep you posted on all uh, Mystery Science Theater-related things in the future. Meanwhile, Deadline.com, Shits Creek's Annie Murphy. Whoa. You did, Dad, get away from here. You did Annie skip Murphy. one. What? You, you skipped one earlier that is kind of important to the Marvel Studios. I don't know. The, the Loki trailer. It's in between the oh, two Oh, jeez, there's no and, picture on it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah there's a new Loki trailer. And it looks really fun. Looks, yeah. Looks really good. It looks great. I am excited. Like, I wasn't sold already, but... <laughs> right. It's just like, it's just really good to see something. Like, like I like when I get reassurance that it's... Yeah, we're doing it. Look. Look, we have pictures on film. There you go. It's coming right after the one that you're watching now. <laughs> And fully enjoy. <laughs> so, yay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's a lot of Marvel happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, the new Loki trailer. If you're not sold by now, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> show's going to be great. You should watch the it. The tagline for the show. You know, that's the first Loki trailer I've watched. It's. I didn't watch the other one. Oh, I didn't, I, or, and other ones. I don't even know how many there are. I just haven't watched any matter. until now. It's a show about Loki. I know, <laughs> I, but it, I'm telling you, it sold me. It yeah. did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Huzzah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek is joining season two of Netflix's Russian Doll. Do you remember this show? Yeah, I remember this show. I am very confused by what season two is going to be about. I, I Evan has concerns. I'm concerned that there... It, what was that? Oh, Christ, I can't remember the woman's name. Like, the woman who played the original Natasha Leone. Yeah. I don't want her to be replaced. Her reaction and her... her her acting is what made me enjoy that that show a lot, and I I would imagine that her story is kind of told though, right? I, I, yes, that's why I, I wasn't craving for season two of this. Yeah, we don't have a lot of information about it, but I wonder whether it's going to be some kind of like anthology type of thing where it's yeah. a similar sort of storytelling, but a different story and different characters altogether. Mm-hmm. Either that or they yeah. do that whole it's another characters living their day over at the same time because time is yeah it, you know not necessarily a, a person thing it's a day thing mm-hmm. uh, I don't know 
Yeah. I'm concerned, but cautiously optimistic, you know. Yay. Annie Murphy's great, so. Yeah. yeah, she's great. The quality's still there. The quality's still there, you know. Yeah, I'm just, I want to see where they go with this. I, I wasn't really sure how to form an opinion without having all of the information, and so far it's just that she's going to be there, so. All right. Neat. Oh my goodness. All right. Oof. Sorry. It's getting late. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, let's see. Let's keep this rolling. Uh, CBR.com, the Wonder Years reboot debuts. First photo of the cast. Yeah, they're, they're doing it. That's a, that's a cast photo, all right. They're doing it. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that they're still sticking it out, but they're doing it. I didn't think uh, Dulé Hill aged, but apparently he does. Uh, yeah, I think it's makeup. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing all that old makeup to him. He looks exactly like he did 20 years ago. No question. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I still don't understand how they're going to pull this off. But okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. Like as a TV show, I'm sure it'll be just fine. Just, I don't know. Sure is a cast picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> listeners can it's you like, tell we have it's thoughts? not like they're done in superhero outfits it's just like here are these actors in period period wear okay show me the show ah <laughs> uh, good times surprising nobody tv line uh bridgerton renewed for season three and four at netflix ahead of uh, net netflix <laughs> netflix is ahead of season two debut i'm surprised they didn't go all the way to six Yay! <laughs> I was waiting for Karen. <laughs> how, many, how many books are there? Are there like forty-seven books? I think there's million? eight. Okay, so there'll be eight seasons. Eight seasons in a movie. That how it goes. Uh, Six knows? seasons in a movie. Listen, they could they could just decide to do their own thing with it. It's so popular at this point. I mean, they literally say in the article like, "Oh, Bridgerton's not going anywhere for a very long time." I pictured a mahahaha at the end of that, but yeah, I. I'm excited, I guess. I, I mean, I know Simon's, like, not going to be in the next season, and I know that that was, like, the appeal for a lot of people, and hopefully they have enough interest in the other characters in the story that they can continue to keep this going, but they seem very confident that they can, so come on, Netflix. What was the deal with the one guy who is no longer on Bridgerton? Like, it was a big thing in the news. Like, he won't be making mm-hmm. a season two. What's, what's that, Yeah. Go ahead, Karen. You'd... He just he just got a better job, and he's not coming back. Um, the thing about the Bridgerton books is that there is one for each sibling. Yes. Okay. So the fact that the, um, the, that the Duke won't be back in season two doesn't necessarily impact it that much, because I think the season two is going to be about the older brother. Okay. Um, I could be wrong about that, but um, the point is, like, though it, his character was very forward um, in season one because that he was it it was made um, it was the source of it was the book that was about that sister and her marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a big deal that he won't be okay. there. Yeah, as much as we will all miss him because he was very nice to look at and a, a quite a good actor, <laughs> but good for him for you know it launching him to other things. Yeah, for sure. I saw him do. Uh, I saw a couple of the skits he did on SNL the week that he hosted, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> good stuff. Nice. Cool. I don't, yeah, I don't. I have, I don't really watch SNL. I didn't even know that was still going. So it is. <laughs> look at that. Anyway, it yeah, will we never totally not be still going. Irrelevant. What? It will never not be still going. Uh, I, I kind of believe that at this point. That show will outlive us all. 
Anyway, uh, Variety.com, Netflix revamps kids' profiles to add character-based favorites row on TVs. Interesting. This is kind of neat. I see it's kind of an expansion of what they already have going on the... Like, you go to Netflix Kids, you, there's a whole row at the top that's just like, here's all these, like, characters, and you just poke the characters, and they'll, you know, take you to the show. This is like, here's the icon for the show and the character sticking out of the top of it. Now, of course, I'm immediately turned off, because right in the middle is fucking Coco Melon, and that show can jump into the fucking sun. But outside of that, I think it's a neat concept. Jesus, you know? tell me how you really feel. Oh, he is sugarcoating it, honey. <laughs> Don't get him it's, started. Uh, it makes it easier for kids to watch TV, which maybe, I don't know, isn't necessarily a thing that we need. <laughs> um, I may I mainly, like, zoomed into this link because um, I was like, oh, so ours is going to be, like, exclusive, exclusively My Little Pony and Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably Miraculous will be up there, may, too. Yeah, maybe some Miraculous. I'm sorry. Uh, over on my second screen, uh, I have I just have <laughs> Facebook Fancy up, <laughs> and there's this tasty video that's playing right now where this guy's making taco shells out of cheese, <laughs> and I'm just so enticed by it. Enamored? Of course you are. It's, it's amazing. He's just watch. taking cheese, slapping it on the grill frying the cheese itself in like a circle then you flip it over and you fold it in half and it's a taco shell and then you just fill it with meat it's genius uh, anyway okay you know what it's fine send me that link later <laughs> <laughs> i think we might need to put that in the show notes because I, I feel i have a feeling there are some listeners who might be interested yeah <laughs> feeling some there's listeners gravy everywhere salivating. it's just mm. i love tacos all right so yeah Hell netflix yes. uh characters sure let's make it easier for kids to find the tv shows that they want on their own because more unsupervised tv is what we need <laughs> yeah i mean if 2020 has taught us anything it's that kids need unlimited screen time most if, definitely if, in order to maintain parents sanity no <laughs> no uh, just at the very end here jesus christ i just clicked on this link and what's there at the top an ad for new quesadillas at chipotle somebody wants me to eat mexican food right now <laughs> God, uh, melted uh, pretty sure it's Zuckerberg. When I click mm. on the link, it's uh, something awkward. <laughs> it literally says IGN support. Oh. This is awkward, but apparently oh. my VPN is blocking them. <laughs> sorry. I, I see. I just want anyway, to understand uh, the this just showed oh, up <laughs> while we were recording, uh, and I just had to include it. Netflix Godzilla anime coming this June. New trailer released. Uh, and you can tell that it's... Uh, anime because the title is Godzilla Singular Point. And if that's not anime nonsense, I don't know what is. Uh, I gotta know if this is gonna be uh, at all kid-friendly. The trailer didn't look not kid-friendly. It looked very anime and really kind of cool. Uh, oh my god. The imagery, there's a, 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 a set of stills from like the original King or Godzilla uh -huh. below this, the, the trailer. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. And there's like one picture. I think it's Kong versus Godzilla, where Kong is standing in the background with his arm in the air, and <laughs> Godzilla's running away with a stone that's hitting him in the back of the head. God, I love those old movies. 
that's the thing. I'm thinking about showing him some of the old ones and see if uh, see if they stick because he was interested and in, in, he was asking me about the different monsters in mm. Godzilla and I was like, let's take a look at some some pictures of them online and he was really interested in them. I was like, I don't know what he's going to get out of these old movies. Like, well, Dan and his kids have a glorious time watching them. All of them are on the plex. I'm sorry. All of is them. This f- in the trailer, it's like Godzilla walking through fire, and like the only real animation is the tail just moves from left to right behind him on the screen. Like, what is happening right now? Oh my god, that was amazing. And uh, wait, I, some of the... I don't... Okay. Now I'm just confused. I mean, it, it's it's very anime. I love that it's like about a crazy old scientist building Jet Jaguar, which is super cool. And it's like this weird lanky Jet Jaguar, which is awesome. Uh, I don't know. This looks neat. I really want it to be something awesome that we can watch together because I really want John to... I want John to have the Godzilla knowledge that I never had. I never got into Godzilla as a kid, and I'm sure I would have had I been had it been available to me. Mm. Uh and the, that that boy loves giant monsters, man. He just loves monsters. Aww. So I feel like this is this is a universe he needs to be involved in. So maybe I'll just start sitting him in front of some classic Godzilla movies and see if he likes it or if he or if he thinks it's boring. Is there is does he still have the 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 fear line? Because like, a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. We watched um, Chris and I watched Godzilla versus Kong a mm-hmm. week or two ago, and. We were like, well, you know, he's interested in this stuff, so let's check this out to see if he could handle it. And like ten minutes in, we were like, nope. Yeah, because like, that's that's the problem. Like some, you know, what's that kaiju? What's that? Uh, the Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. That's great kaiju monsters and giant robots, but some of that shit gets scary for children. Yeah. Like I was thinking of the the Monster Hunter movie. Like, sure, I mean, they fought Rathalos at the end, but. 80% of that movie is fighting those hideous fucking spider monsters. He would be scared shitless of that. Yeah, I'll like, be honest. They creeped me out a little, too. I was horrified. And there was a lot of, like, brutal, like, you know, gutting. Like, when the dude, like, picked up his shirt and exploded all the... It yeah. was gross. Like, and it didn't need to be there. And but You whatever. won't get that, that stuff mo- in classic... That movie didn't need to be there. You, you... Uh, but classic Godzilla is, <laughs> like, dude in rubber suit. Like, is he going to think it's silly? Or is he just going to be totally fucking into it? Like, I don't know. That would be awesome. because He's the right age that he could be... It very much could go either way. Because one of my best friends growing up was obsessed with Godzilla. That's how I got all my Godzilla knowledge. Because he had his, like... He had all of the movies. I don't even know how they got the movies at the time. But he had movies. He had toys. He had everything. Right, it's it's such a cool universe, but and the plots are complete nonsense. Yeah. But you know, we're watching Justice League now, and it's like, yeah, some of these plots are complete nonsense too. So what the hell, right? Yeah. Like, you know, for every uh, giant rubber Godzilla suit, there is like the giant lobster, which looks oddly realistic. The the this one imagery here of giant spiders, like I think. I think you he might be into it because some of them are really bad, but some of them are okay looking, like passable. Yeah, and even if they're not, like he's he, he pretends all this stuff with his stuffed animals all the time. Like he'll he he'll pick like three or four different plastic toys to take in the shower with him, so he can pretend he's playing Metroid in the shower with the, <laughs> fighting all the boss monsters. Like he. We're we're playing this Metroid game now where one of the repeating bosses is this giant, like, mechanical pillar in a room, and another one is this little, like, robot circle thing that floats around the room and shoots at you. And, like, I grabbed... He's like, I need to find something that re- replicates these to take to the shower. Like, all right, so I found this 
toy plastic log from one of his old logging trucks as a kid, as a, as a little tiny boy, and then uh, a little like smiley face spongy ball thing and he was like those are perfect <laughs> way like, to go dad there, you win pretended to do the boss fights for metroid because he's the, the kid loves this stuff and i oh boy huh? i, I want to get him into godzilla so we'll see perhaps this is the way mm-hmm. perhaps perhaps yeah you have to let us know how it goes will do i'll keep you posted but with that i think we're all out of news and we're just about out of consciousness so let's wrap this thing up huh Okay. Sounds good. All right. That is our show. This week's episode isn't filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. You can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord, where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official Geekade channels, or the more specific Twepcast accounts, and of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Chris, and you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at Shoot underscore the underscore moon, and you can find my fun feminist and fandom uh, fiber art at STM Stitches at various locations on Etsy, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Excellent alliteration. Angie, where can people find you? I'm not as clever, but you can find my socials at a for not, or you can look me up on Twitch, LaraCraft13. And Evan, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at all of the socials at geekade underscore Evan. If you need to know more about the shows or news stories we discussed tonight and what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, and subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content a reminder on your homework we are watching the expanse season one episode one the next episode which will be eventually two weeks yeah sure let's say two weeks i love it great plan excited to be a part of it that's it uh this has been this week's episode uh from geekade.com i'm chris i'm karen i'm angie jensen's ankles (laughs) good night And this concludes our broadcast day.